You're listening to CounterTalks, Canada's podcast for the equipment and event rental industry. CounterTalks is a presentation of Canadian Rental Service Magazine. Now here's your host, Patrick Flannery. Okay, hi everybody and uh, welcome to CounterTalks. I'm here with uh, Blake Manning from All Choice Rentals. Blake, how you doing? I'm doing well, Patrick. How are you doing? I'm doing I'm doing really well. Well, I wanted to have uh, uh, Blake on today uh, because uh, I've been seeing on LinkedIn, uh, they've been doing a great job of, uh, of, of posting and keeping everybody updated. Uh, but uh, All Choice has been right in the middle of the, the crazy fire season uh, in, uh, in Alberta. I, I don't even know if you can call it the fire season uh, because it seems to me it's been early, uh, earlier this year than it normally would be. Uh, and, uh, and, and it's, it's just been a wild, uh, a wild ride for, for Blake for the last six weeks, uh, or, or more, and I'm sure a lot of other rental stores in, uh, in Alberta. Uh, so I wanted to check in on that. Maybe wanted to get in, uh, also into a, you know, a, a slightly broader conversation about doing this kind of, uh, disaster relief, uh, disaster help work, uh, how to keep everybody safe, uh, what kinds of things you might need. And, and, and we're going to get into all of that. Uh, but before we uh, before we get rolling, Blake, let's uh, let's talk a bit about you and All Choice. Uh, uh, give us the uh, give us the big view of uh, of who you guys are and who you are and uh, and what you do there in uh, the beautiful West. You betcha. So a little bit about All Choice Rentals. We are a full service rental company. Uh, we have five locations across Alberta. So those locations are in Drayton Valley. Kintin, Rocky Mountain House, Sundering Olds. Uh, what's unique about All Choice is um, we focus on general construction rentals, but we also have some specialty divisions. So that includes kind of a waste management division with um, a fleet of roll-off trucks. We also have a portable toilet and septic division. Um, we have a specialty tooling division for kind of uh, turnaround uh, tools for oil and gas industry. And we also have a, a significant fleet of trucks and trailers. Um, so we have 53 trucks and trailers within our company, which allows us to move equipment uh, and service all of Alberta um, very efficiently and effectively. We primarily work off a, like a hub and spoke system. So base, if we have a, a big project in one area, we can move equipment um, kind of at a moment's notice. And that's kind of what's allowed us to, to grow and compete with some of the larger national companies is our ability to react and, and um, you know, adapt and get that equipment out, um, you know, within minutes versus having to wait for third-party trucking. We can do it ourselves. So um, yeah. we're, we're growing. We're, it's, a, it's an interesting industry, and uh, I love it. That's, yeah, that's great. Always been uh... – Always been attached to rental, Blake, or or was this a uh, was this a development at some point along your career? Uh, for me, um, well, I've had other positions where I was in kind of the heavy equipment industry, kind of selling and renting, uh, you know, rock trucks and larger excavators and wheel loaders, mm -hmm. uh, and then an opportunity came in uh, for myself to buy into All Choice Rentals and. My business partner, Michael Dirksen, and I were now the largest shareholders of All Choice Rentals. And uh, it's kind of our baby now. And we're we're taking it and going and seeing how we can, uh, you know, continue to grow. It's certainly been a, a challenge. We've had to endure several hardships, you know, two, two recessions, a pandemic, an oil and gas price collapse, um, you know, inflation, supply chain, now dealing with wildfires. Uh, it's certainly, uh, you know, I, yeah. I didn't have gray hair, you know, two years ago, but now I'm, I'm damn near all gray and 40 pounds heavier. So. <laughs> you picked the time. Yeah. yeah. It was a, you, you, you had an interesting decade to get, uh, to get, uh, to get involved for sure. Co coming out of the heavy equipment would have been, uh, would have been good preparation, but yes. uh, I don't think anything can prepare you for the kinds of things that you've been, uh, that, that, that you've been dealing with or, or Michael are, are really really anybody so uh well we're we're gonna focus on the latest uh <laughs> the latest challenge fa facing you guys just as you get one thing cleared off the plate the uh the other is uh is is going 
Um, tell me a bit about uh, tell me a bit about how Alberta's doing. Uh, 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 what's the uh, what's the rental biz uh, looking like out there right now? I think there's a lot of promise, and uh, I mean, just looking at um, kind of our company and how busy we've been in in June uh, is an early indicator that I think there's a lot of um, optimism, and I believe uh, a lot of people are uh, excited to kind of branch out. Um, one of the biggest kind of things that was kind of uh, holding or wait, you know, a lot of companies kind of uh, wanted to see how it would play out. We just had a provincial election mm. uh, and they wanted to see the results of that election before they made any kind of uh, decisions. So now that that's over, um, you know, uh, a lot of people are, you know, eager and active to, to go out and, and start these various projects. But uh, Alberta has always been a, an interesting project in that, you know, we're very much oil and gas, but we're also, you know, looking at some creative ways like carbon capture technology, you know, we're, um, you know, big leaders in in solar power and, and wind turbines, you know, um, it's been an interesting um, kind of a transition. Um, so still, still catering to oil and gas, but also learning more about these new markets and how we can we can better serve that it's i think there's a lot of optimism and and excitement for what's what's to come it's the ongoing you know canadian challenge how do we diversify off of uh off of the you know the the sort of the core bread and butter the commodities stuff uh and uh and 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 get into more and different things and you know yeah hopefully uh hopefully you guys can can do that as well and not be quite so beholden to oil price fluctuations i mean it's 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 been good uh, just lately, possibly for the wrong reasons. Uh, but uh, the war in Ukraine has driven all that <laughs> oil prices up. But uh, hey, we wouldn't be in the rental industry if we didn't benefit financially from disasters, right? So that's uh, that's that's, that's basically <laughs> how it seems to work. But uh, not that uh, not that anybody wants that. Speaking of speaking of that, let's let's get into the let's get into the main topic. Uh, pretend we're at a bar, Blake, and uh, and I said, uh, "What the hell's going on with those fires out there?" Uh, what uh, give me give me uh, all choices journey uh, as uh, as this started and uh, and through to uh, where we are today. Yeah, it was certainly uh, an interesting one. Um, it was about eleven thirty at night. We uh, um, Thursday, May the fourth. And I got a notification on my cell phone saying that Brazu County and the town of Drayton Valley is on a 30 minute uh, evacuation notice. So uh, wow. it was interesting. My wife and I, we just finished a glass of wine. We were sitting on the deck and we were looking outside and, you know, looking at this giant plume of smoke coming towards Drayton Valley. My wife's like, this is kind of bad. Like, this is getting serious. Um, should we be worried? And, you know, myself trying to, to comfort her and, and not have her panic, I said, no, it, I think, you know, it's very unlikely that the fire would cross the North Saskatchewan River. Uh, and sure enough, um, so we went to bed. Um, Ten minutes later, we got the notification that says, you need to leave and leave now. Wow. Um, so in that moment, uh, like I've got a four-year-old and a six-year-old, so waking them up, getting them out of bed in the middle of the night, and they're not sure what's going on. Oh, and then having to try and grab, um, I guess, your your possessions, you, you know, anything that uh, that's valuable uh, or, you know, special to you. So, so my wife, her task was to pack up all the kids' clothes. My job was to... Um, grab the important documents like our passports, our last year's tax returns, and <laughs> any kind of uh, financial information. Um, I went in the garage. I loaded up my truck with the kids' bicycles and scooters and goalie equipment and and just other things that, you know, you're in that situation and you're trying not to panic, but you grab things that you're like, why did I even grab this? Like, yeah. I grabbed a leaf blower <laughs> uh, you, know, just... you probably got a store full of them <laughs> so, yeah, so, so it was interesting but what was scary about the whole situation is because Drayton Valley um, 
we were surrounded by wildfires. There was a wildfire kind of towards the north of Drayton that was actively happening in Yellowhead County uh, by Evansburg and Entwistle. So that had shut down one of the highways. Um, the, the forest fire that was coming towards Drayton Valley was coming from the south. So that shut down Highway 39. So really there was only one way out of Drayton Valley um, that wasn't currently affected by wildfires. So um, you can imagine uh, Drayton's uh, not a small town, but I mean, there's probably between 10 and 15,000 people trying to evacuate at the same time on one access road out of town. It was pandemonium. Um, they told us to pack for three days and head towards Edmonton. So um, thankfully, like my father, he lives just outside of the evacuation or um, yeah, the evacuation zone. So rather than our family packing up and going to Edmonton, we headed to my dad's house and spent the night there um, where everyone else headed to the city to register and uh, at the expo center to tell every, you know, to kind of get a count. It's a, it's a very coordinated effort to try and evacuate a, a community you know, you've got seniors and you've got, you know, people with mobility issues, like trying to get, you know, buses organized at a moment's notice to to, to kind of get um, everybody out of the community was certainly a challenge. And, um, you know, and things you don't think about, like, you know, do I have enough fuel to get to yeah. uh, Edmonton? Uh, do, you know, did I fill up the day before? And, and a lot of people... You know, one of the, the amazing things about um, crisis is is how everybody comes together. There was such a tremendous outpour of people reaching out on social media and Facebook saying like, hey, I've got some jerry cans. If anybody needs some fuel to get to Edmonton, like, let me know. I'll, I'll wait for you. Um, you know, I'll help with assisting seniors to get them out of Drayton Valley. So it was a challenging situation. So um, the next morning we... We went to my dad's, or well, we went to my dad's house, and then the next morning, uh, I went back into Drayton Valley to have a conversation with the authorities um, to see if there was anything that our company could do to help. Um, and and sure enough, they they said we need this, we need this, we need this, we need this. Can you set it up here? Um, and and so we went to work. It was uh, uh, certainly uh, a very challenging task and and, and also a, an awkward conversation like everybody you know we've all been told um that you have the right and um the obligation to refuse any unsafe work but how do you have that conversation with your staff to come back into drayton valley and to the surrounding area that's on fire um you know and it's and it's interesting so the first thing that i did is i made a phone call uh, to my business partner, for one, and we established a um, communication chain. So what we did, more or less, was we have 37 employees in Drayton Valley. Um, so we we created one giant group text message. Uh, and we had asked all our staff to uh, just let us know that they have indeed received the, the, the notice to evacuate. And once they are out of the evacuation area, to check in to let us know that everybody's safe. Um, the second thing I did um, was touch base with my um, district manager, Morgan Feniak, and I had asked him to um, to come into Drayton and, and give myself a hand, as well as five other of our professional drivers to come in, and, and we had to start mobilizing equipment. So it was... Uh, it was how, a challenging how did that task. how did that go, Blake? Did every every everybody got out okay, and their families and and all of that 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 all went all right? Yeah, uh, everybody got out safely, um, and and you know, thankfully, nobody's home. Um, like there was structures and and homes that were lost in this fire, um, you know, which was devastating. But um, you know, thankfully, our staff and their families, everyone was safe. Good. And and everybody got out uh, and willing safe. and willing to come back. I bet. Yeah, actually, when I called our drivers, they said, "Why didn't you call us sooner?" Huh. Wow. Uh, which was which was you know not to be ex you know. <laughs> Drayton Valley, our our community motto is pulling together, 
And, you know, we're very much a tight knit or um, community. We're very, you know, um, local, everybody supports local, everybody, you know, we've got a, a big charitable, um, there's so many generous companies within our, within our town that uh, are just willing to go above and beyond. So, um, you know, we really, uh, I think our town really shined and came through and, and followed our, our motto of pulling together. Yeah, if there's one silver lining, right, and all of that, it's uh, to see uh, to see that that sort of action by everybody. That always that 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 that's always great to see. So you get everybody out, and 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 then and then you and then you make your group text, and you're and you're and you're you know asking people if they if if they want to come back and or if they can come back, and 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 they are. Um, so then uh, then 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 what 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 happens from there? Yeah. So the first thing the um... I guess the fire department asked us to set up was a command center. So they, in that command center, they required um, mobile office trailers, some uh, portable tents, electric light towers, power generation, portable toilets, um, wash car facilities, hand wash stations, roll off waste bins. Mm. So, you know, a significant amount of equipment um, during this fire, there was, um, I think, five, 600 firefighters from across Alberta uh, that came to help and assist in this fire. So we had, wow. you know, a tremendous amount of volunteers and people. So the command center oper um, operation was, was fairly a significant project to set up. What was challenging about it when we set it up um it was on the south side of Drayton Valley. We set it up in kind of a parking lot where uh, a kind of a restaurant parking lot. And then the wind shifted and then the fire started to come towards the command center. Oh boy. So then we had to evacuate the command center <laughs> and, and do it again. We had to go to the complete opposite side of Drayton Valley and set it up again. Um, so it was, it, there was a lot of moving how, how close how close to how close did you get to this fire did you see this like were you able to see this thing yeah the fire we got very lucky so we were on um we were told to evacuate on thursday night um saturday morning was kind of the the day that really changed things per se like the the fire was coming like it was coming into Drayton Valley. Like it burnt right up to the town, um, the town limit. Um, so thankfully um, the wind had shifted again and it started blowing to the, um, from the North to the South, which prevented the fire from coming into town even more, which then allowed um, a disaster response company uh, enough time to set up, 30,000 feet of uh, eight inch lie flat hose with some high pressure pumps, which kind of created a, a barrier wall of water that held the fire back from crossing the, crossing the highway. Because had it crossed back into the highway, it would have fully burned and, and, and burnt our community. Yeah, yeah, there would have been more for it to uh, to 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 grab on the other side of the highway. I'm amazed it got across the river, but I I understand they can do that. I mean, if if debris if uh, a flaming debris blows across the the river, it can do that, and obviously it did. Yeah, it was uh, it was, and you know we're not expected. We had no idea how long. Like this was the first time we you know our company and actually our community had to deal with anything like this. Yeah, you know we were told it's not to common there, right? Uh, I mean, there's we get fires periodically, but nothing like of this scale. And and the fire season was was months early. Um, we didn't get much snow last year, which I think also kind of um, created um, you know more drier um, mm -hmm. conditions. Uh, but was interesting, like. I know that the, the town and the and the county and the government took a very cautious approach and they wanted to make sure everybody was safe and uh, there's a lot uh, that goes into evacuating an entire community and you know that you know we were told to pack for three days and that actually 
carried on for a total of 12 days. So we were um, we were out of our, our homes and community for 12 days. 12 days. For, yeah, so. Wow. And I mean, you were going the, back and forth to your, to your, what, your father-in-law's, I think it was? Yeah, uh, so we, we initially went to this, we initially went to my dad's, then we went to Edmonton um, for a few days. It was my son's fourth birthday in oh. this whole thing as well. So, um, you know, he's had two COVID birthdays and now wildfire birthdays. So oh, he asked, boy. <laughs> he asked if we could, if he could just have a normal birthday next year. So. fingers crossed (laughs) yeah wow that's that's amazing okay so you got the command center relocated uh and uh and then what um so in addition to the command center now you have to deal with uh, the actual fire itself so now you have to set up a, a field operations so thankfully like our rental company you know we're very we try to be a one-stop shop, have everything and anything. And that's kind of what differentiates our rental company from, from others is that we do have some specialty divisions and we have, um, you know, if it makes sense, I'll buy anything that makes sense. If I can put it on rent, I'll, I'll buy anything. Um, so, you know, our company has combination trailers. So a combination trailer is a towable trailer that has two toilets on it a 500 gallon fuel tank, a 30 kilowatt light tower and 40 yard garbage bin. I love that. I love that concept. Those those are great. Yeah. So we had those set up and then we were shuffling them out to um, the active uh, situation. Uh, We have towable high pressure fire suppression units as well as water trailers. Oh, perfect. 500 gallon um, trailers um, with high pressure Honda pumps. Um, So that those, those, uh, are good for kind of, um, you know, spot shotting, um, the fires, you know, it's not a, you know, you're not putting out a huge fire with those trailers, but you're certainly handling the hot spots with those fires. Mm-hmm. Um, we have refueling trailers. Um, so, um, dry prime diesel pumps. So four inch, six inch pumps, and then towable office trailers. Um, you, everything kind of for a field operation needs to be towable because the wildfire situation can change very quickly and and you need to be able to react. And that's what's so dangerous or difficult about, you know, helping or assisting in these wildfires is, um, you know, we'll get a a notification from the military that they want uh, a certain amount of equipment in this one area. And, you know, you get there 30 minutes, you know, after the call and you're looking and you're like, are you sure? Like I can see, fire and they're like no we need to move it over to this location and and you got to be able to move quickly and and react uh very fast because and and you know they'll you know the fire will be in one spot here and then the wind will shift and it'll blow back onto itself so then you need to be able to hook onto it and go um so it's certainly a, a so what's the message what's the message to your driver there i'm i'm you know you're you're, you're the, the guy's got the stuff on the trailer he's going to where the military has said he should go right I, like like th- there must be you, you must have to prepare him somehow to say you know look if you see a situation that doesn't look right like you got to like don't you know don't take any risks absolutely you know, trying to do it so one of the things that we learned in this whole situation and what maybe some people don't realize is what, how much coordination and how much communication has to go in um, to assisting in these wildfires. Um, you can't just, um, one of the things about Drayton Valley is we are very much an oil and gas community and we have hundreds of excavators and dozers and qualified operators to operate this equipment you can't just send everyone and anyone out with a piece of uh, piece of machinery to assist in these fires. So the, the amount of communication uh, that has to happen. So every morning you would have a kind of a, a, a tailgate meeting where what the plan of attack was for that day. Everybody has uh, an effective means of communication. We have radios. We're constantly checking in. Um, and you have to be careful too, because in addition to these, um, you know, uh, field operations, you also have uh, air support. 
Uh, you've got water bombers. You've got helicopters. Oh, yeah. um, they they are unable to drop water if you are working in that area. Right. So, um, and that's what a lot of people didn't realize because, um, you know, there was times where they were sending equipment out of the, you know, they were tasked with building fire guards, but then they said, get out of the area. And people were like, well, why? Why? We're in the middle, you know, we're building a barrier to prevent this fire. But what they didn't realize is that there's military planes and, and, and water bombers coming in to hit that area and they're unable to do so. So just having everybody on the same page and working together um, is, is very interesting. Yeah. And, and also too, you know, our drivers, uh, we're constantly checking in with them. All of, all of our equipment has, um, you know, GPS, um, we have a working working alone policy within our company that, you know, we're constantly in contact with them to make sure, um, you know, more or less, you know, do what you can to help, but, you know, don't be a hero and don't, don't do anything that's going to prevent you from, you know, getting, getting home to your family. The smoke, um, uh, the smoke must be a massive challenge too. I mean, I, 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 were you able to see very far in some of these what areas? Was what was interesting about this was, there wasn't a lot of smoke when the actual fire itself was uh, burning. The oh. wind, the the wind was taking the fire with it. Um, so when, so actually, in in dealing with the fire, there wasn't much smoke. But when the wind shifted and started blowing back onto itself, is when when the plumes of smoke would really uh, come in and and cause you know some serious challenges for visibility as well as just the air quality. Uh, I think at one point in time, Drayton Valley or Alberta had the worst air quality in the world. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. So it, uh, yeah. Now, now they taught us, they taught us at camp, uh, Blake, that if you say, I hate rabbits, the smoke from the campfire will go <laughs> away from you. Now, I, I don't know if you got the guys got that message out there, but you know, you could have tried. <laughs> we certainly tried, but it, I don't think it was listening to it. It wasn't help. No, it wasn't doing anything. Yeah, okay. Uh, it's, that, that, that's unbelievable. So, so this went on for 12, 12 days. You were, you yeah, were so, helping out this effort. Yeah. So it was a period, it was, it was a 12 days for Drayton Valley. Yeah. And um, also, like one of the things that we wanted to do as a company to provide our employees peace of mind, because, you know, everybody's financial situation is different. The first thing that we said and communicated with our staff was that we are going to continue, uh, regardless if you're in the office or not, uh, as business as usual. So we are going to pay everyone for the 12 days as if we were operating. Um, so that kind of create that, you know, uh, allowed a lot of our staff to, you know, have some breathing room and, and know that this, this fire wasn't going to have any financial impacts on, on them, which, um, I think created a lot of peace of mind for them. Yeah. What was challenging about this particular fire is, um, about 40 kilometers to the north of Drayton Valley, there was another active wildfire in Antwistle, Evansburg, Wildwood, and Edson, um, and, and significant fires as well, um, to the point where, you know, we had, we were assisting in Drayton Valley. Um, we had to shuffle equipment from Drayton Valley to Yellowhead County and set up an additional command center so that they could handle those fires um, 40 kilometers from Drayton Valley. Um, we have uh, a location in Hinton, which is about two hours to the, sorry, about an hour west of Edson. Uh, Edson and, and, and Yellowhead County was told to evacuate and head to Hinton. So oh. everyone hooked on to their campers and they're moving now from Edson to, to Hinton. So now our Hinton location is having to deal in Yellowhead County. So we had to set up, um, you know, we had 40 toilets around the community. Um, what we do, we also have a, a septic division 
So we put out a, a social media post that anyone that hooked onto a motorhome or a camper or fifth wheel that didn't have time to get, you know, water or suck out their trailers that we would do it uh, for no charge. You know, we would actually come to wherever your camp or wherever you are situated and we will fill your trailer up, um, you know, on site. So our team in, in Hinton was going nonstop servicing, um, you know, a hundred trailers a day, making sure that everybody that was displaced, you know, had clean drinking water and, and, you know, they were able to live comfortably in their, in their holiday trailers. But um, to have this go on, you know, across two locations and, and Edson is kind of in the middle between Drayton Valley and Hinton. It was certainly, uh, you know, we like to, you know, I'm very active on social media and, and talk about customer service. And, you know, even for us, it was, it was certainly a challenge, um, you know, to make sure that, you know, you want to help, you want to get to, um, you want to get to the sites as fast as possible, but um, doing that with limited staff and, and people um, was certainly a challenge, but I mean, we were able to, I think we were able to do it and um, I think a lot of people were were happy and thankful for uh, the generosity. I think what what we saw during these wildfires was um, there are so many generous people uh, in our community, uh, local businesses, restaurants uh, that were you know making meals for the for the volunteers, for the firefighters. You know, a lot of oil and gas companies offering up their um, their people to build fire fire breaks and just you know, social media and Facebook seem to be like uh, um, you know, hey, if any anybody needs assistance, uh, hotels were offering discounts for uh, evacuees. Um, you know, surrounding communities were offering up their amenities like swimming pools or gymnastics clubs for the kids, you know, at no charge for, for people to, um, you know, decompress, get their mind off of the wildfire situation. And, and um, you know, so that was really amazing to see just the, the people and, and, and how amazing everyone was during um, the whole wildfire situation, because... I yeah. mean, it's very stressful and scary. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, 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 and so, so wonderful that all that goes on and, you know, kudos to you guys for, 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 you know, those kinds of efforts. I mean, the things you don't think of, right? Like, 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 oh, there's oh. all these people in trailers and they've left without, you know, without, without tanking up their water, you know, you'd never, you know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't occur to you probably before it actually happened that, uh, that this was, was going to be an issue, but you quickly find out. Right. And, there must be a million. There must be just a million things like that in these situations where you're going, "Oh, I never thought of that being a problem." But yeah, I guess it is. Uh, One of the things that we did um, is also too, like you have 10, 10 minutes to evacuate. You don't think uh, that's unbelievable? Do I need to think <laughs> empty out the refrigerator? Are we going to lose power? Are um, did you remember to empty your garbages? Um, <laughs> You know things like that. So, I mean, one of the things that we did when whenever we had kind of a minute, um, when we were able to kind of go back to our uh, office in Drayton in between deliveries, is uh, we reached out to our employees through that group text message to say, um, "Do you mind if we stop by your house and and take a look and see uh, if there's anything that we can do?" So. Um, that that allowed us to empty garbages, um, you know, feed feed fish, you know, yeah. like, you know how do you you don't want your fish to die, so feed the fish, um, water plants, empty refrigerators, grab medicine. A lot of people forgot to grab medicine, right? And um, and prescriptions. So you know anyone that uh, that had a key outside or a, a combination lock, you know they. They allowed us to go in and check in on their homes and and kind of provide that peace of mind for them as well that they weren't going to be coming home to uh you know maggots and yeah sink. yeah uh, yeah so. and pools turning into swamps 
Although yes. that, that might not be your biggest concern, but yeah, that's what I, that's what I think of. Cause every time I leave here, I... <laughs> yeah, no, that's, you know what? And yeah, providing that peace of mind, uh, you know, doing what you guys can do within your company to keep everybody, uh, 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 uh you know, from really freaking out. Um, that's, uh, that, that's, that's just a, that's just a great piece that you guys added there. So, so kudos to you guys. Um, totally crass to ask, but I mean, I mean, you guys, obviously, I, I don't, I, I don't even know how many hours you must've been working and everybody was working in, in, in this time and, and, and the expense and the effort, you know, that, 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 that you were putting into all this, do, do, do you, maybe you haven't asked, do, do you ever get paid at any point for any of this? Or how does that work? <laughs> yeah, uh, we certainly. Um, I mean, I imagine you donated. You know, you 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 donated a tremendous amount. Uh, yeah, um, I, I mean, know. there is there is. Um, we we are certainly going to get paid for our time and our effort. Okay. Uh, it, it was really depending on who you're dealing with. Um, when dealing with the municipalities, uh, either the the city or the the the. The, the municipality from like uh, um, the county level or the government, mm -hmm. um, what they, how that is working is they're providing a, a purchase order to the county and, and they more or less say, you know, provide us with the equipment we need and get it here at a moment's notice. So for anything kind of like county related, town related, government related, it's just a uh, our company is going to be paid for and compensated yeah. for. Yeah. Um, but in terms of, you know, um, filling everybody's water and, and, and sucking out everybody's trailer and bringing out light towers to, you know, camping spots and providing, you know, portable toilets within the town and to, you know, on crown land where people were kind of situated during these wildfires. Well, that was certainly a, that's certainly a donation mm -hmm. as well as, when we were finally allowed back into the community, one of the things that we did is, I mean, us being a waste management company as well, is we lined um, the front row of our south side location with 30-yard lidded garbage bins, and we put out a post to everyone in Brazil County and Valley that, um, please bring us your rotten garbage, um, dispose of it at All Choice Rentals, so that um, you know you're not going to incur any you know um, fees taking it to the landfill, you know, and and it's amazing you know how much garbage you know ten thousand people you know <laughs> bring you know like we, we were we were cycling garbage bins like crazy just with with um, a tremendous amount of spoiled food and oh and boy, stuff. but yeah, it was. It was that's crazy. another great thought you know it's it's obviously that's obviously a major health situation if you've got house after house after house with rotting garbage uh you know uh, piled up wherever and and yeah an another another one you you know I wouldn't have thought of yeah the the big thing for us and is um like if you think about what we build out during the wildfires and what we donated and you know paying our staff um in Drayton Valley you know, at the end of the day, we are going to lose several right. hundred thousands uh, of dollars, but um, as well as losing two weeks of of uh, foot traffic in your in your rental location. Yeah. You know, the skid steer rentals, the dump trailers, the excavators. You know, your trailer rentals, the the day to day walk in rentals. Like this situation. Um, you know, thankfully. Um, we don't have all our eggs in one basket. We have, you know, four other locations that are able to, you know, provide revenue and income while one location is, you know, disrupted. Um, that was also one of the things that we learned about in this whole situation is um, our, our um, computer server is in Drayton Valley. And during the wildfire, uh, we lost power. Um, they cut the power to our community. I mean, the fire burnt down the power poles that brought power to our community. Um, so we lost communication within uh, our server, which then affected all of our other locations and their ability to do business. So um, 
you know, that was a, an interesting lesson. You never think about, mm -hmm. um, you know, your computer servers being centralized in one area and how that can disrupt your entire company. So, um, you know, we wow. had to go into our location in Drayton, grab our computer servers and then bring it to, uh, you know, a safe location. And then our IT person was working throughout the night to get our system back online so that our other four locations could be operational the following morning. Yeah. So it's, uh, it was yeah. certainly a, that's a scary one. How does yeah. it work with, how does it work with, um, the, uh, the, the, the firefighters in the military when you, when you help them out with, cause, cause the, I mean, there would have been municipal firefighter, obviously all of your municipal firefighters would have been there, but, uh, but, uh, you know, like you said, they're coming in from all over. So there's, there's obviously some kind of a, a, a relief organization that's, that's coordinating this, uh, or the province or whatever. Um, um, and then the military is obviously not part of the municipality or whatever. How 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 does that work? Do, do, do those have to be donations or or what 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 or or is there is there relief money that can come to you guys? How does that happen? Yeah. So um, one of the things that the Alberta government did was if you were evacuated for a period of seven days or more, um, they e-transferred thirty five hundred dollars to every family. Uh, well, it was it was twelve hundred and fifty dollars, I think, per adult, and then five hundred dollars per child. Okay. Um, so that was really helpful because a lot of people, for the most part, for the entire twelve days, were staying in hotels. Right. Uh, staying in hotels and eating out—it's a tremendous expense. Uh, I mean, uh, everybody has, you know, home insurance, but everybody's policy is slightly different. So, uh, you know, is it worth putting in a claim? um to 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 help recoup some of that money and then have your insurance premiums go through the roof is kind of a a challenging conversation and and you know one that you have to weigh the pros and cons on um so that $3500 that we got from the government was certainly welcomed and 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 I think it provided a lot of peace of mind for the people um we reached out to our insurance company to see if we would qualify for any kind of business interruption insurance yeah which we did not qualify for because um, our entire operation would have had to go up in flames to qualify for that, um, which we thought was interesting because, um, I mean, because we have locations in Old and Sundry and Rocky and Hinton, you know, they didn't see it as being a disruption because we still have revenue coming in. Oh, yeah. um, but um, so that's, that's certainly, um, was that's the insurance industry. Yeah. It was frustrating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't know. No, but what I was thinking was like, like if there's, if there's relief money, uh, for the, uh, like, like that's obviously financing the military and the, and the, and the firefighting efforts, are, are you able to, are you able to build that, that, entity at all or or I, I feel terrible even talking about money and all these yeah, no i i don't think i'm not exactly sure like i know there's a lot of organizations like the the canadian red cross that was yeah. offering um you know the governments were matching donations so for every dollar that you would uh donate uh, your dollar would turn into three dollars yeah um i think and i'm not exactly sure but when the community and the county issue a public state of emergency that allows them access to funds that they wouldn't typically have access to. Right. Kind of allows them the ability to um, pull money from, you know, various reserve funds, as well as the government of Alberta issued a kind of a, a provincial state of emergency, which I think then allows them the ability to, you know, apply additional resources and money. Okay. Um, to help fund the efforts of of all of the wildfires kind of going on good um, simultaneously good. yeah yeah well you know th thank goodness the the plans uh were in place at least on paper uh right because like you say the coordination of this thing is the biggest almost the biggest hurdle um and uh and 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 that's uh you know it, it sounds like it, it sounds like, well, I don't know, what's your estimation? Was it done about as well as it could be done? I think so. Um, 
Yeah. You know, I'm, I was very, um, I think a lot of people were, were after about 10 days, were starting to get very antsy about uh, coming back into the community and wanting to, to return to kind of regular, regular life. Uh, but there's a lot of things that go into bringing back a community after a wildfire that maybe a lot of people don't understand. For example, you know, uh, the power, power yeah. for one, um, having adequate means of um, communication. So there was over 400 power poles that had to be replaced before anybody could come back into town. Wow. Um, because the water or because the power had went out, uh, now you have to look at the water treatment plant to make sure that the water in the community is safe to drink. Mm -hmm. um, you have no, um, because all everyone's out fighting fires and the police are, you know, enforcing uh, roadblocks and, um, you know, you have to make sure that you have uh, the services to protect the community again. So making sure that, you know, if say somebody got hurt in their home, you know, is an ambulance going to be able to get to that home? Um, you know, making sure that, you know, you have your fire department that's able to respond to, you know, situations within your community and, and not, um, you know, out fighting wildfire. Um, also too, because we were gone for two weeks, like a grocery store, they need to restock their shelves with groceries um, gas stations need to refuel, refuel and make sure that there's enough gas for everybody when they return. Um, there's, there's a lot that goes into it. So, um, one of the things that, you know, in part of the re-entry plan was, um, kind of the day before they brought the entire community back, they allowed, um, a select few businesses to come back one day early to, you know, prepare, uh, for everybody's arrival. So, you know, um, the grocery stores were able to restock and, and, and a lot of core services, uh, like the hospital, um, you know, my, my grandmother, she's in assisted, assisted care, uh, during the evacuation. I mean, there was a period where I didn't even know where she went. They, oh, uh, they, they put her on a bus and we had to find out, you know, three days later, she ended up in a community in Rimby oh, uh, <laughs> down the road. So she must've been thrilled. Yeah, she, I mean, she didn't know. I mean, she doesn't really know where she is on the best of days. So I think yeah. she just thought it was a holiday. Uh. But, uh, but yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, making sure that you have, you know, the hospital, you know, your doctors and oh, your yeah. nurses uh, are, are all back. So, um, you know, they were very cautious and just saying, okay, come back. They wanted to make sure a lot of these core businesses and services were, um, you know, organized and ready. Because I mean, now you have ten to fifteen thousand people all coming back to Drayton Valley within the same day, and it it puts a lot of stress and strain on on a lot of the. Yeah, sources. it's going to be Lord of the Flies in the streets if you don't uh, if you yeah. don't have uh, although although uh, probably not because everybody like you say was possessed with the community spirit after uh, after after yeah. after all of that the um the uh, the the thing that crossed my mind while you were talking was the farms. Do you, do you have like what happened there? Like, what if you got livestock? I guess you just have to hope they don't get hit. So what they did, um, which was, I mean, I'm not a farmer, but I mean, it would have been certainly stressful and scary. Oh, uh, what I saw uh, people doing was um, just opening their pens. Yeah, uh, opening their pens and letting their their livestock roam freely. Yeah. So what they what they would do is they would uh, either uh, write their phone number on the hooves of the animals so right. that, you know, eventually when they were allowed to come back to the farm, uh, if anybody saw any of their animals, they could contact the phone number on the animal's foot to, wow. to come and get them. So I, it was it was that's you all know, you can do. That's all you I can guess. do. It was it was really There's no way to load them. There's no way to load them up in time, and no. and your your property's probably fenced, so they'd have a lot of room to get away, depending on the size of your farm, and of course, if you have open fields, which you would do if you're grazing, they're probably you can see I come from farming, yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, I, I, but I I've never we never get wildfires down here. 
I mean, we 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 had. I'm in London, Ontario, and 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 we had smoke from those Quebec fires for the first time in my entire life. We've never seen we've never seen a wisp of smoke, and that had to come all the way from Quebec. Uh, we uh, uh, we don't we don't we don't get that here. But yeah, yeah, you just have to let the animals go and hope you can round them up later. <laughs> oh man, that there was. I mean, if you're a smaller farm, I know there was like um, an outpour. You know, hate pleading anybody with a horse trailer or yeah. anybody that has a trailer, please, um, you know, please help. Um, so, yeah. um, you know, a lot of people came together and, and were able to move animals. Uh, but I mean, if, you know, worst case scenario, that's what they did. They just wrote their phone number on, uh, on the animals and, and hope for the best. Now you normally wouldn't have a lot of trees right around the farm buildings, but um but but what was were the were the wildfires like like crossing grass or or, or crop areas probably eh? yeah. they just burn in the grass yeah there was um you know if you look at the the the, the damage that the wildfires did um you know thankfully i mean our community was safe i mean it was very, very close to you know coming into our community but um there were several structures and and you know, farm, uh, like uh, structures and barns and outbuildings and, and homes kind of on acreages um, that were lost uh, as a result yeah. um, of the fires. A lot wow. of people, what they did just as a kind of a last ditch effort was they would put a sprinkler on their roof and turn on the water and just and pray. Yeah. Um, no, set up a sprinkler system on the roof and and maybe it'll help or at least blow it. And see what you come back to so how many so yeah. so it didn't it didn't actually get ever get into the town um so but so like how no. it, i don't know if there's how would you estimate how much loss there actually was like did do you have a sense of like was a uh, 10 buildings 50 buildings in yeah, in Drayton Valley and kind of surrounding area, I mean, it's tough to say, maybe about less than 20. Okay. But in, in uh, you know, communities in, in Yellowhead County, like in Evansburg and Entwistle and Wildwood, um, there was there was significant loss there. Um, you know, it was it was fairly devastating for, yeah. for a lot of people. And, yeah. um, you know, uh, I, I would put it at even though, you know, one one losing one house is more than it you know is is more than anybody wants to lose but um yeah we i mean we got very lucky i mean you can't see it out my window right now but one of the i guess it's in, it's not really that funny but um in the last two days we've gotten seven and a half inches of rain so a lot of these communities now that put out a local state of emergency for wildfire are now putting out a local state of emergency for flooding. So that's our, um, <laughs> now we're, we're your next with, thing. Yeah. Dealing with floods now. Uh, <laughs> in a very interesting six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> that is, I'm, I, I tell you, Blake, it's quite a story and, and it's, uh, it's, uh, it's amazing. And, you know, all compliments really to you guys for your, for your, for your efforts on that. That must've been hard. That must've been exhausting um and uh but it, you know it sounds like you guys made every effort to uh to 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 not not only keep everybody everybody safe but to, to you know to keep keep them like you say peace of mind and not uh not not getting too uh not getting too upset by by everything that was going on at least to the extent that it's possible i mean you know what yeah. are you going to do you you don't know if your house is going to burn down or not uh exactly. but uh yeah it's it's uh it, it's really good so the on the on the if if somebody else let's say a rental store in Quebec that's listening to this uh uh is uh is is going to be tackling uh or or trying to help out with an effort like this um let let's hope they're not having to evacuate and every and everything else but even if they're trying to help in the firefighting effort what um what what would you say is 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 sort of the takeaway, the lessons learned, the the things that a rental store might want to might want to keep in mind if they want to be able to help out with uh, with firefighting efforts? I think uh, for us, I think what was that was helpful is is just being proactive. 
Um, you know, making sure that, you know, your pumps are green tagged and ready to go. Mm -hmm. uh, making sure that your equipment is uh, anything that could be deemed necessary in a wildfire situation, like your water pumps and your, your diesel generators and light towers uh, are green tagged and ready to go so that they can just go out at a moment's notice. Um, what was really good for us, um, we, we know our community and we know the counties within kind of the areas we serve very well. So one of the things um, that was kind of, that benefited them, I would say, is knowing um, the equipment that we're able to offer. So um, I guess a recommendation would be uh, is to reach out to your municipality, reach out to your, your local government, your county, uh, introduce yourself, uh, meet the, the town and county CAOs, um, and, and provide them with a, a, a rental list of equipment. Um, wow. So that when they are out, when they are out looking for equipment, they know exactly uh, what services you you are able to provide, mm -hmm. so that they don't have to waste valuable time and minutes Google searching or trying to track down equipment. They know that your company has pumps. They know that you have, you know, fuel trailers for refueling equipment, um, so that they can just, you know, call you immediately. And, and deal with it quickly. So that 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 worked well for us because that's something that you know we're we've got great relationships with, you know, pretty much every town and county that we deal in. Um, we know them, you know, personally. They know what we have. We're very active in the community through donations or sponsorships or giving back. Um, so I think, um, I mean, for us, we're a little bit unique in that we're able to provide, you know, pretty much everything and anything from waste management to portable toilets, uh, wash cars, you know, after a, a 12 hour day of fighting fires, um, you know, having facilities for the, the volunteers to, you know, simply wash their face and, and feel human again, uh, you know, mm -hmm. having a tent in a spot where they can kind of decompress and, and just kind of take a minute to kind of relax. Um, I think uh, it's just for, I guess, to make a long story short is just be proactive. If there's anything uh, that you think um, um, that could assist is have it ready and, and make sure that it's ready to go uh, versus, um, you know, it's, it's better to be proactive than reactive and then trying to fix something when, when you need it. And it's gotta be um, almost everything you ready, you know, bringing up the project. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, in terms of rental fleet, it's gotta be almost everything a rental store would, would regularly carry maybe maybe not the lawn care equipment so much, but I I, I mean I mean you know, all all the excavation stuff, uh, 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 pumps, generators, light towers, uh, uh, yeah, any of the sanitation porta potty uh, uh, stuff, um, uh, cables. Oh my God, yeah, like the tool, probably even some tools. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's there's it's got to be. Um, um, just about just about everything in your fleet is going to be is going to be useful uh yeah. maybe fans uh, i don't know um yeah okay well, yeah. that's oh. that's afterwards like i mean afterwards um you know having uh like air scrubbers and yeah. uh you know having like those hepa filters um so that people's homes don't smell like smoke you mm -hmm. know dehumidifiers humidifiers making sure that you have um you know some good air quality, um, you know, HVAC equipment also ready to go um, yep. to deal with the after effects of a fire. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and if it, well, yeah, good. Blake, what a great conversation. Uh, 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 that that uh, that is that is really very interesting. Um, and uh, I, I I hope that uh, I, I think people are going to are going to be very interested to hear about your experiences there, because, of course, we've been getting the news from afar uh about uh, about what's happening out there but uh boy talk about an on the ground look <laughs> how, a, how a rental store has to deal with a wildfire situation it's uh it's 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 remarkable and i'm i'm just uh, i'm so glad to hear that everyone uh is safe w was was everyone in the community safe or were there any were there any losses uh everyone in our community was safe and and uh there Good. was any um yeah no losses uh within the the town of drayton valley i mean outside of drayton there was uh, several homes, um, you know, acreages and, and small. But any homes. people, 
any people? No, every, everyone was safe. Okay, uh, good, safe good. There. Well, that's uh, the important thing. Yeah, good. All right, Blake, I've taken up enough of your time. With that, I'm going to say thank you very much uh, for 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 joining us on Counter Talks. Uh, the uh, the uh, company is All Choice Rentals in Alberta. You probably already know it. And uh, and uh, I think uh, just uh, thank thanks so much to Blake for all their efforts in the Alberta wildfires. And uh, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Patrick. Thanks for joining us for Counter Talks. You can find Counter Talks episodes online at CanadianRentalService.com or on the major podcasting services. Counter Talks is a presentation of Canadian Rental Service Magazine.